You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Interning 101 podcast, hosted by yours truly, Emily White, author of Interning 101. Hello, my name is Emily White, and this is the debut episode of the Interning 101 podcast. I'm a longtime music industry manager, entrepreneur, and consultant. I'm a partner at Collective Entertainment in New York and Los Angeles, and I'm the author of a book called Interning 101. And Interning 101 was born out of something I wrote called the Intern Manifesto uh, that was basically a handbook for our interns uh, at my management company because I felt like there was a massive gap in knowledge between what can be taught in the classroom And fair or not, what is expected of students at their internships and entry-level jobs. So that's what my book, Interning 101, is all about. I didn't set out to be an author by any means. I felt an inherent need to get this information out to the world. So the first half of the book is kind of my journey, which we'll delve into throughout this podcast. And I mean, this podcast in general, not today. And the second half is literally a how-to guide for interns from how to get an internship, how to prepare, um, what's expected of you, certain programs, you know, what to do if there's nothing to do, how to network online and off. Um, There's a ton of information in there, and we're going to be bringing those topics to life. So today on our first episode... Uh, I have Melissa Garcia and Katrina Bleckley, who are partners of mine at Collective Entertainment. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hi. So what's extra interesting about Katrina and Melissa is they both started as interns for me. And, you know, I, I think that's maybe sometimes the goal, you know, from intern to CEO. There's a lot of steps in between. I mean, I've been working with Katrina, I think, for over a decade uh, but I, you know, I really wanted to start with Katrina and Melissa on this first episode because they're really the epitome of, you know, kicking butt at your internships, creating an awesome career, and now they're partners at a really awesome company. So let's kind of start at the beginning. Uh, Katrina, how did you get your internship with me initially? I sent you a lot of emails. Is <laughs> what it came down to. Um, when I was an intern at Roadrunner, when I was eighteen. I was really interested in touring and my boss introduced me to Emily at a Dresden doll show when she was tour managing. And after that, I sent some periodic uh, emails to her to check in and say hi and ask for free Dresden dolls tickets. And eventually several years later, after a couple coffee meetings and run-ins at shows, uh, you reached out to me my first week of law school to see if I wanted to work together which I thought was terrible, scary timing, but I did it and here we are. Yeah, there's nothing like throwing yourselves um, kind of at the wolves um, because for better or for worse, it's going to teach you time management, work ethic, and, you know, you are really the epitome of work ethic. But just, you know, a few things on that from my perspective. So 
you know, when I get emails today, like, can I get coffee to pick your brain and this and that from students? Uh, I, I don't really have the time. Um, so my point is I was in my early twenties probably when Katrina was contacting me. And that's when I do have time, um, to meet with students. So, you know, when you're trying to get that information from people, go after the 50 year old, you know, fancy CEO people. Like, I don't want to deter you from that, but you might, um, glean more information and more time, um, from people that aren't even that much older than you. And a really specific memory I have of Katrina is I flew down to Nashville um, because Amanda Palmer was making a record with her first solo album, um, and it was produced by Ben Folds. And so she had decided to do a show uh, while she was recording. And so I was basically, for better or for worse, manager, tour manager, production manager, merch, like doing four or five jobs. And yeah, it was one show, but it was a lot. And so when we were getting ready for the show... There was a bunch of people, you know, a bunch of fans lined up, and Katrina said hello and reminded me that she interned at Roadrunner, which was the Dresden Dolls record label. Um, and I point that out because she was um, presenting herself in a professional way. Uh, and so when she said that, I said, great, you're doing merch tonight. And so immediately, Katrina became useful. <laughs> and my like, my point is, like, it's not just like, can I pick your brain? Can we get coffee? Can we, you know, it's like... Immediately, she was like a huge, huge help. And, you know, so when I contacted her, when I founded my first management company, Whitesmith Entertainment, over a decade ago, um, you know, that was exactly why. So I'm not surprised that Katrina um, has gone on to be a fantastic attorney and a partner at our company, as well as a partner at Play Like a Girl, which produces showcases and uh, panels and a lot of amazing things for female artists and, and female industry people. So, Melissa, same question for you. How did you get your internship with me initially? So, I was studying music business uh, at New York University. I was in the grad school program, and part of our requirement in our second semester is to look for an internship. I interviewed with different companies. I interviewed with like a label, with a publishing company, I think with one other management company. And what actually solidified my decision um, was uh, speaking to a former classmate of mine who was a previous intern with, with Emily. And she said amazing things about her experience being an intern for Whitesmith. And it basically sold me, um, met with Emily, and I said yes. Cool. So there's a couple of things in that that I want to highlight. Um, first, you relied on the resource of your classmate. And I really want to encourage, um, especially students, uh, that, you know, you're building your network from day one. Like my first ever class in college when I was 17 years old was Music Industry One. And there was a guy named Craig next to me in class who introduced himself. 15 years later, he lives in my neighborhood and we're still friends and colleagues, you know? So pay attention to the people around you because there's such great resources on what's working for them, what isn't. Um, and again, you're, you're building that network. So Melissa, what did interning for me entail? It entailed uh, a lot of really great learning things. Um, first off, um, emails, um, doing a lot of administrative work, data entry, and that's pretty much how you started me off. Um, from there, uh, helped with calendars, scheduling, um, and then 
work picked up from that point where I was advancing things for bands. Um, I was helping with social media, um, helping out with record releases, single releases. Um, gosh, it, what did I not do <laughs> is kind of the question. Uh, it was a lot of work, but it was really great. And it gave me a good feel for the music industry as a whole because I was interacting with uh, different elements of the music industry. So dealing with the booking agent, with the tour manager, with um, the record label, with the publishing company. So it was a really great taste of all facets of the music industry. I really like the progression that you described because there was no way I would let you interface with uh, a booking agent or a music publisher on day one. Um, so we very often, I mean, we always start interns on what I call like level zero. And that example, which Melissa just gave, is database entries. And so you could look at a task like that two ways. Like, one, this sucks. This is not what I'm going to college for. Or, um, you know, it says in our intern manifesto in our handbook, like, please copy and paste email addresses, because if I manually typed out database entries, like I would make typos. And so like, that's very clear, you know, in our handbook. And when I go to grab that email address to pitch an artist for something, um, I'm very particular about when I pitch artists for things. I, I like Tuesday late morning, ideally. And when I get a bounce back a few hours later, I realize that the intern didn't follow instructions and didn't copy and paste the email address. And again, it seems boring. It seems like database entries. But, you know, if you're put in that position, Google who, you know, we're asking to keep on file because obviously it's someone that we think is important. Always read emails uh, from the bottom up so you can start to glean, you know, industry vocabulary and cues and names and start to see how we interact. So, Again, you could look at it like database entries suck, or you could utilize that email address and that information that you're being given, not to go email them, um, but to you know find out who the person is and and why your bosses you know want to retain that information. So, Katrina, um, what did interning for me entail for you? Uh, kind of like Melissa said, a whole lot of everything and anything that needed doing. Um, there was answering emails and uh, maintaining databases and contacts and going out to shows and helping with merch. But it was also sometimes going to grab dinner for the both of us because I came over after law school or answering artist calls. It really was whatever it came down to. Management is kind of all-encompassing thing for an artist where you're involved in every part of their life. That's what that's what your job basically is. So for those of you that are interested in entering the music industry, uh, and, and if you don't know what you want to do within the field and you're starting to learn the field, which was the case for me, I, um, it's actually, if you intern in management, it's a great way to understand the entire industry because an artist manager interfaces, like Melissa said, with you know, publishing companies with record labels, with publicists, with attorneys, with accountants, it runs the gamut. So, you know, that that was a great experience that Katrina and Melissa both had. And, you know, they both put themselves, you, both of you put yourselves out there in such a professional manner, manner that my colleagues know who you are, you know, like they're really excited that we've started Collective Entertainment. And I, I remember actually when Melissa was an intern, um, she was help. you were helping me with an event at the Gramercy Hotel or whatever, like a private show. And you were running around and just being super professional. And my friend Paul Adams, who's one of the top producer managers in the world, said, hire her, because if you don't, I will. And that was just a testament to you putting yourself out there in a professional manner. 
Katrina, what did you gain from interning for me and in general, you know, for other people as far as skills, your network and experience goes? I definitely learned some practical skills, like what people's jobs were in the industry and kind of how an artist team is set up. But I think the most important thing I learned is how to communicate with people. Uh, how do how do you send a professional email? What's the difference between talking to your client and talking to an assistant or a day to day, and then the difference between talking to an executive? And also, part of it is how to get things done because a lot of music is how you ask or who you know or um, who do you ask for something. You know, like when do you go to a boss? When do you go to their assistant? Yeah, and how to accomplish things for your artists that way, which I think is something that you definitely don't learn in school, uh, but is something that is that's really important to being successful. Yeah, those nuances in any field are really crucial, and you know the email thing is so important. I've really, I, I don't think I've ever seen a student that really has email skills, and that's completely understandable and not their fault because who are who are you emailing in college? Like your professors, your parents, and you know, this has evolved with programs like Slack and things like that. But, you know, at one point I was sending 300 emails a day. So, you know, we we talk about in the book, I literally give examples on, on how to write emails because we want to keep it short and to the point and the fonts all together and be mindful of when we're sending emails or when we're scheduling to send emails. We don't want attachments, you know, to be too large to clog up people's inboxes. And this might sound totally anal, but the point is we want your email to get read. And whether that's applying for an internship or you're pitching an artist at a higher level, you know, those are the skills that um, we really drill into people. So, Melissa, what about you? What are some skills that you gain from interning for me or anyone? Uh, and, you know, same for your network. And, and what experience did you gain? Uh, well, I have to definitely agree with Katrina about communication. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of professionalism that you learn with interning for various different kinds of companies, including Whitesmith, um, that I was able to carry through in my career. Um, the other thing, too, that I feel I learned a lot from, from this experience is time management. Um, it's I mean, you mentioned Slack, but being able to uh, manage your time, manage your inbox, um, using different kinds of applications or tools to help make you efficient because your time is so valuable and very limited. So that's, that's definitely another lesson that I learned from you, Emily, is how valuable not only my time, but our team's time as well as other people's times. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, do you have advice or examples on, on what people can do to ramp up their time management skills? <laughs> sleep, <laughs> making sure you sleep a lot. Um, making sure you're eating properly. Uh, but other than the wellness side of things, uh, making sure that you're really present in the moment and that you're trying not to distract yourself too much. I mean, we get distracted so often when it comes to our inboxes and then we get a text message and then something happens on Slack. So you have to exhibit some kind of self-control when it comes to uh, keeping yourself organized and on top of it. And furthermore, organization is a really big thing. So figure out what works for you, whether that's making sure your inbox is organized the way that you want it using folders or using something like polymail um, or using a to-do list like Asana or Asana, however you like to pronounce it, or Trello. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I just want to get specific on some of those tools for a moment because I spoke to um, music industry students at a university yesterday and not a single one had ever heard of Slack. So just really quick, and this is all in the Interning 101 book, um, Slack is a tech industry standard that does a lot of things, um, but at its core, it's an internal messaging system. So for us, that's a great way for our team to communicate instead of sending internal emails the way we used to. So it's really uh, reduced our inboxes quite a bit. You know, time management is such a crucial skill that pe- that can be gained while you're interning, because of course, something that comes up, and I'm sure we'll have a whole episode on this, is you know how to pay, how to how to live, and how to survive and thrive on unpaid internships. Uh, whether you agree with that or not, it's you know it's the reality. So. I love students that are working. I mean, most students work and intern. And, you know, yesterday when I was speaking to these university students, they asked what I look for on resumes. And and one thing I said was, you know, I said, look, maybe other employers aren't like this. This could be weird. But uh, I really love seeing on resumes that, you know, they've worked some kind of service job, you know, in a restaurant or any sort of customer service or hotel front desk, babysitting, anything Um, Because I remember one day where we were having um, a work emergency with a client and when Melissa was interning for us and I was really, really stressed out and I turned to her and she, she knew I wasn't, you knew I wasn't mad at you, but I said, what's your deal? Why are you totally calm? And you just turned around and said, I used to work in a restaurant. I'm used to high stress situations. And that was it, you know? And like, so I look for that stuff on resumes as opposed to one time I received a resume from an intern and he just had amazing companies on there that he had interned with. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Maybe he can help with higher level things. And when he showed up, he didn't know anything. And it was very clear to me that he just kind of sat at his desk at those previous high level companies. And, you know, in the book, we talk a lot about uh, what what to do when there's nothing to do, because that's going to happen at, at a lot of your internships, not interning at Collective Entertainment, that's for sure. But I interned at a big alternative rock radio station, um, now RIP, sadly, WBCN. Uh, But, you know, I I was really liked there. It was a positive environment, great energy, but they didn't always give me much to do. And I learned a ton by, you know, observing and without being creepy, like listening on phone calls and, again, picking up those industry terms and, and cues and even how to dress, you know? Like, I don't know if Katrina was there um, in the very early days of uh, my first management company, when we had an an eighteen year old uh, intern apply named named Dan, and he came over in a suit and tie, pretty like no one's gonna wear a suit and tie in the music industry. And Dan has gone on to be very very successful. And of course, we were really nice about it. But those are really great things to figure out uh, when you're in school, if possible, at your internships. Because it's way better to figure it out then than when you're entry level or in your mid-20s and and things like that. So it really helps to give you a leg up. So Katrina, what are you doing now, now that you've gone from intern to partner? Well, I'm a founding partner at Collective, the two of you, where I um, work on music consulting. And I am also a practicing attorney in Los Angeles, where I do music and other entertainment law. And finally, I co-run a nonprofit called Plague or Play Like a Girl here, where we put on shows and educational workshops and a bunch of other cool stuff. I love it. And what about you, Melissa? What are you doing now? 
In addition to being a partner with Collective Entertainment, um, I am an artist manager um, representing musicians and also helping on the sports side of things with Collective. Um, outside of Collective Entertainment, I'm also a marketing and social media consultant in the skydiving industry. And I'm also a yoga instructor, which is a lot of fun. You know, I think something that the three of us have done really well, like not to be cheesy, but I think internships are really the key to it is like we really pursued our dreams. And, you know, I think for all of us, that was initially the music industry. And then in 2012, um, I saw Anthony Irvin compete at the Olympics and his story is insane if you want to look that up. And he's kind of the rock star of Olympic swimming. And, and Melissa was interning for me at the time. And I made I, I was on a swimming scholarship in college. And I come from a family of swim coaches. And so I made Melissa and probably our other intern, her friend Katie, watch the Olympic trials and Olympics. And, and they got really into it. And I basically reached in through the computer when the Olympics were over and emailed into Anthony Irvin's website. I've never done anything like that before. And I said, you know, very professionally, this is me. This is my company. I, this is my background in the sport. I have no idea if you have representation, but I'd love to set up a call or a meeting if you're interested. And Anthony wrote back the next day from the London Games and said, you had me at the word Odyssey. I'll be in New York in a few weeks and I'd love to sit down. So I highlight that because, you know... Katrina is doing amazing. In addition to kind of like your core work, Katrina is doing amazing work in social justice. Melissa's working in skydiving. I'm working in swimming. I mean, at our core, I think we're all music. But, you know, through these experiences, it's it's really allowed to pursue the things that we're interested in, which is a lot of fun. So, Melissa, what are some of your goals? My short-term goal, and hopefully I can accomplish this within this year as well as next year's. I'd like to participate in conferences. I'd like to speak on panels. I'd like to do workshops with um, up and coming artists, DIY artists, uh, as a way to give back and also help educate um, the, these very talented individuals and bands about the industry because it is quite complicated and very confusing. Um, so that's a short-term goal. Um, Long-term goal is um, obviously to continue working in artist management, uh, fighting the good fight with my artists and for my artists and, and hopefully grow, um, professionally, um, in that direction. That's awesome. And I think professional development, you know, is a really great thing that students can work on from day one, whether you're going to networking events at your school or, you know, wherever your school is based, uh, I think that's something I kind of took for granted in my early career. And, you know, people like my amazing attorney, Joyce Dollinger, you know, really showed me and encouraged me how important conferences and, and networking events can be. But it's also really important to hide a balance or to have a balance because I will hide in my hotel room sometimes at conferences just to get work done. You know, you don't want, want to be the person that's always out there schmoozing and then sucks when they're on their laptop. There's way too many people like that in the music industry. It's a balance and it's a really, really hard balance to find. Um, but that's why those time management skills are, are so crucial. So Katrina, what are some of your goals? With everything uh, that I kind of have my hands in right now as far as management, legal, and plague, I think continuing to support artists in whatever way I can. And if that's 
on the the management side, helping and advising on social media or websites to grow people's fan bases that way. On the legal end, making sure that artists are protected, that they control as many of their rights as they can, and they're not getting uh, kind of messed over by other people in music. And then on the the plague front, I think it's really important to keep elevating marginalized voices in music and, and everywhere, you know, it, for women, for people of color, um, for queer people, all of that is really important to keep making things more diverse. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. The last conference I went to a few weeks ago, and uh, I guess to be fair to music, it was a sports conference. I sat through four all-male panels in a row And in my head, I'm like, gosh, usually there's at least a token woman, you know, which is not necessarily good. Um, But they didn't even get that they should do that. I mean, they got a lot of really horrible feedback and um, I think they'll do better next time. But I also have seen the same thing on two recent music conference lineups and, you know, like it or not, the music industry is incredibly progressive. So I, I pointed that out to the owner of one of those uh, conferences because I knew he would be open to the feedback. So, you know, it's the work that you're doing at Plag is, is just so crucial and, and so impactful. So I'm so glad that you're doing it. Did you hear what, what women in music are trying to do now? No. Um, they're partnering up with these conference organizers to work towards doing a 50-50 split of men and women on panels. Um, I think they're working with Meetem. Um, I think they're in talks with South by to, to start, you know, as Katrina said, elevating these voices and, and making sure these marginalized um, um, individuals get a voice. So I think it's really cool what they're what they're trying to do. That's amazing. I love it. So Melissa, now that you've come full circle from intern to partner, how do you work with interns now? And let me preface this by saying, Melissa, like, because obviously I work with Melissa and I see her interactions with the interns, like, you're intense <laughs> in a good way. And I'm obviously known for being super intense. Uh, but I, anyway, what's, you know, how do you work with your interns now? I mean, I, I don't purposely try to be intense. Um, I don't, so sorry, I don't know if intense is the right word. I mean, just like me, like you're very direct, you're very straightforward, and you have expectations, uh, which are following instructions. <laughs> so when that doesn't happen, I just, you know, you're just very straightforward. So I love it. Um, so the way that I work with interns now is very similar to, to how I was when I was an intern. Um, and like you said, I do have expectations, but one of the main things I like to do when I take on a new intern is explore what they're interested in. Um, for example, we have an intern right now named Katie, who's amazing and her interests are in social media. So I do my best to give her tasks um, where she can learn and grow and also get creative um, once she starts to get the hang of things. And, and she's certainly at the point where she has. Um, so I like to tailor these internship opportunities to whatever that intern is interested in learning. in. Um, I've had past interns who, who were interested in tour managing and advancing, and they eventually get to do those kinds of things and excel at that. So that's really rewarding for me to see, um, see these people go through the, the process of, 
uh, being intense with me. Um, but, but, but overall it's, you know, I, I'm very hands-on it's, this is a very open-ended internship where there's communication, there's transparency. You know, if you're having a tough week, we're going to get on a phone call and we're going to talk about it. And that's because I care and, and I want to take on interns that also care about their work. I love it. That's great. Uh, Katrina, how do you work with your interns now and, and anywhere? I don't know if you have legal interns or interns at Plag as well. Uh, we, I actually don't have legal interns. Um, and Plag is really a loose collective of a bunch of people. Um, but I like to tailor people's internships to what they're interested in and what they're most passionate about to the extent that that is really possible. You know, all internships are probably going to involve administrative work, which isn't everybody's favorite, but especially with management where you do have your hands in so many uh, buckets or so many parts of the artist team, I found it's, it's easier and more effective if, you know, somebody's really interested in touring, like Emily, like you did with me to tailor what they're doing to the touring end um, or involve them in more touring projects. Or if they're really interested in social media, then having them help build out those platforms and um, letting them get more hands-on and involved with that. Cause the more somebody is excited about something, the more they're passionate about something, I feel like the better their work is going to be. And the more that they're going to feel like valued and empowered. And it's really important for me to have the people who work with me to also feel empowered and confident in what they're doing. Right. And not to mention, you know, interning is such a great way to figure out what you don't want to do as much as what you do want to do. And that's not just like with the companies or the type of company that you go after to intern for. It's those tasks, you know? So if you think you're interested in touring or PR or certain things and you dig in and you're like, oh, this actually sucks. um, It's way better to figure that out, you know, when you're 19 than when you're entry level and then you have to reapply for another job and, and things like that. So the more you can immerse yourself in your field and try as many things as possible, the better. So Melissa, what have you seen uh, not go right in either your internships or experiences with your interns? That's a good question. Um, I see this happen quite often. And and maybe it's because maybe this is because of what I because I'm very hands on with my interns. Um, What I've seen happen is interns end up taking on a lot of work. Um, more work than they can really handle if they're being truly honest with themselves. Because keep in mind, a lot of our interns are in college or they have day jobs or, you know, they might have another internship um, at the same time. So being able to balance uh, the workload, um, I think a lot of interns come into this with this idea that they're, you know, Superman or Superwoman and um, say and, and just take on so many things when in actuality, when we do take on an intern, one of the things I like to preface is if the work is too much, please let me know because the last thing that I want is for you to get burnt out. And it happens. We get interns that get burnt out. And and it, I, I hate seeing that. You know, I don't expect you to be able to move mountains. I expect you to be able to do the work and the task at hand um, and and also to be able to, you know, have a life outside of this. I mean, what's the purpose of doing this uh, unless you're able to enjoy it? I couldn't agree with that more. And, you know, not taking on too much is such a great skill to learn as young as possible, because in particular in the music industry, um, you know, managers fall into this as well. But 
I just feel like publicists, no offense, Katrina, you're not like this, um, attorneys, there's, uh, there's certain areas, people in the industry that are categories of people in the industry that I think tend to just take on too much, and then they don't do an effective job. So yeah, it's good to, you know, raise your hand if you're getting overwhelmed. And, you know, I remember actually, we had a great intern a few years ago, and I could see that everybody was giving him things to do because he was so good. And I said to him, you know, hey, raise your hand. I, I think it's starting to be too much. He's like, no, no, it's fine. And everyone just kept piling it on and he he got burned out. Um, so, and you know what? And that's okay if that happens. Because again, it's better to figure it out, you know, as young as possible. But it's really something to be mindful of. If, if you are overwhelmed, there's nothing wrong with telling your boss that. So please don't be shy. So Katrina, what have you seen not go right either in your internships or with your interns? The burnout thing is something that I can't second enough. I definitely did that when I was an intern and took on too much. And as a professional, I'm trying to even get better about that now and making sure that I keep a a balance with how much I'm committing to and how much I'm agreeing to do. Because if you spread yourself too thin, not only are you going to get burned out, you're not going to do your best work. So there's also that too, and you don't want to hurt your reputation that way. And uh, having kind of relating to that, having a work-life balance, just something that as an intern, I also wasn't good at, especially when I was interning for you, Emily, because I was in law school full-time at the time and interning for you almost full-time. So it was a lot and there wasn't much time in the middle for anything else. And I think that that's really important, having things that you love outside of work, seeing your friends, getting exercise, eating right as much as you can as a student, um, and taking care of yourself. Like self-care is really important. And it's something that I'm finally learning, you know, years and years down the line. It's so crucial. I know we all feel strongly about wellness and and self-care, but it's interesting as we're talking about this because, you know, I think we all got into music because we love it and we thought it would be fun. So I think that fun can also be really addicting, especially when you're young. Um, So you may be, of course, it's like one may be totally well-intentioned, like I'm going to go to all these shows, I'm going to go to all these networking events, I'm going to do all my interning tasks as well as possible. But um, I think whether it's a quote-unquote fun industry, although that's a whole nother topic, (laughs) because if you just want to get into the music industry because you're a fan, don't, just keep being a fan. Um, or if, you know, an industry like finance or something, something that's all about money, um, you know, people work themselves to the bone. So whether it's fun (laughs) or money, um, you know, it's good to figure out that balance early on as much as possible, even if, you know, obviously you're well-intended. So Melissa, do you have any advice for interns, entry-level people, um, in general, as well as like, in short, how to go from intern to partner? Oh, gosh, I feel like I could answer that question in so many ways. Um, To put it as simply as possible, um, I I would say have a lot of confidence in yourself. You know, um, throughout this process, you're going to be put into situations where you are really putting yourself out there and it can be scary. Um, It can be very unfamiliar. um, But, you know, understand that everyone in the industry was there at some point or another. So have the confidence and trust yourself that you'll be able to 
handle the task at hand or put yourself out there or accomplish the goals that you've set forth. Because again, we've all been there. We all understand. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I do feel like I have to talk to my interns a lot is, is, you know, confidence. Like you, you are, you're a lot more empowered than you give yourself credit. And um, that I think goes a long way. And it also ties in with, with wellness and mental health, of course. Um, but definitely, believe in yourself. I know that's so cheesy and cliche, but it's so true. Totally true. Yeah. And you know what I'm reminded of? Um, I think on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee on the episode where Jerry Seinfeld interviews Steve Martin, um, Jerry was asking him about, uh, asking Steve Martin about his standup in the seventies where he was like totally wacky and the topic of confidence came up and Steve Martin was like, I was totally faking it. And Jerry said, well, it doesn't show, but also faking being confident is kind of the same as actually being confident. So it's not that we don't want you to be yourself, uh, but just know that everybody's been there. And when you're at networking events and shows and things like that, there is nothing wrong with telling people you're an intern because they may take interest in that because uh, they were an intern too. So Katrina, last question for you. Um, do you have any advice for, you know, interns, people who want to be in the music industry and how to go from intern to partner? Uh, tying back to kind of my last point for advice, uh, take care of yourself, whatever that means to you. It means different things to different people and make yourself invaluable. Look outside of the proverbial box of what you're being asked to do and, without necessarily going and doing things without your supervisor's permission, think about how you can make your workplace better or how you can, how the artist's career can be furthered or even outside of music, just like anything that you can do to add to the workplace where you are or make your boss's job easier. Um, that's how you're going to go from an intern to getting hired or that's how you're going to be the first person that they think of when they see a job opening is like, Oh yeah, this person was amazing with me. They, they didn't just do only what they were told. And then they just sit back and wait for the next task. They were really a, a go-getter and they were an asset to my company. So they will be an asset to somebody else's company. That's where I would chime in on that. And as just for advice about working in music, uh, try to try to stay a fan. It can be really hard when this is what you're doing 24-7 and shows become work, but I do think it's really important to remember when you get to a partner level or you've been doing this for 10, 15 years to remember where you came from, why you got into it in the first place and what it's like to be that fan in the crowd. Like When I get down, I think about our current intern, Mandy, who uses her, our current apprentice, Mandy, who uses her apprentice pay uh, to like fly to London to see her favorite bands. And that's something that I think is really beautiful and reminds me of why I first fell in love with working in music. We're all Mandy, by the way. I don't know <laughs> if she true. Yeah, true. I, I, And Mandy, uh, our star intern slash apprentice, will actually be a guest on episode two. So I'm glad that you brought her up. And But, uh, you know, I, I love what you're saying about remaining a fan. But at the same time, be professional. Don't get wasted with artists. You know, um, just just know that you're pro you – enjoy the show. But at the same time, just – be professional at the same time. And I think the other thing I'd like to add as far as, um, you know, climbing your way to the top in the music industry or any field, there's no skipping steps. 
So you need to do everything that's asked of you to the best of your ability and as well as possible. And then again, think about how that plugs into the bigger picture. Um, Because we've had interns try to skip steps and it is just a train wreck. Um, No one on this call skips steps. And that's why we are experts in the music industry. And that's, that's why we're where we are at in our careers. So that's a wrap for the first ever Interning 101 podcast. I want to thank my debut guests, uh, Katrina Blackley and Melissa Garcia. And as I mentioned, as a teaser, um, our star apprentice, Mandy, will be one of our guests on episode two, where we're going to talk to current interns uh, and hear about you know the landscape of what interning is like in the modern era. Thanks so much for listening to the Interning 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily White. You can follow us anytime over on Twitter at Interning 101, as well as on our website, interning101.com. I'm on Twitter at at EMWizzle. Hit us up anytime if you have questions, comments, guest suggestions, or just want to get something off your mind. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.